Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Well, I think we've covered some ground this week. Monday was the NHSE board and their Bermuda Square. Tuesday, we looked at the Cavendish report destined for the shelf, I think. Wednesday, a management idea and the importance of and. Thursday, a new book and a great read. And by the way, there's a discount code to buy it with 20% off in the news column of today's e-letter. Well, there's always plenty going on. But honestly, my week was trivial. For 40 million people, Monday was murder, Tuesday was terror, Wednesday was weeping, Thursday was the thump of bombs, and Friday, fear and dread. I really thought the prospect of World War went with my parents' generation. Exhausted women and children arriving in Germany and Poland tell a different story, and heroic men in jeans and anoraks standing with AK-47s and Molotov cocktails in the rubble of their homes in snow, waiting for the tanks to come, is a different picture. A war waged elsewhere by banks, sanctions, associations, airlines, shipping companies, clubs, sports organisations, insurance companies and politics. This is a world at war, but not a world war. This is just too dangerous for the world to fight. It's a war with too high a cost. The energy sector has been exempted from the financial sanctions imposed by the UK, US and EU because avoiding Russian fuel completely will drive up the already sky-high price of petrol and heating. We would do well to remember perhaps there's a difference between price and cost. On the TV, the red arrows on the map of Ukraine are creeping across the screen. Most of life in the cities has gone underground and mayors are defiant. But Putin can't win this war. He may win the territory, but it'll be a pile of rubble. He may win the battle against the people, but those who are left will pursue him until the day they die. Where does this end? Will all wars end in peace? An uneasy peace, a resented peace, a sort of peace. What will the end look like? Partition, demilitarization. What will be given to Putin? What will he take? It might be the end of Putin, which is probably the only way Russia could find its way back into the fraternity of the world. The world watches as civilians have their homes flattened, families torn apart and children traumatised. And at the weekend, Saturday, shopping and football and kids going to their clubs, relatives and friends. And less than three and a half hours away by plane, shops are a pile of bricks and broken glass. Kids and families, their only goal, to survive another night in a bunker. Sunday, lunch, a bunch of flowers, browse the papers. Or back to the bunker, frantically searching social media for news about families and enemy advances. As we fill up a supermarket trolley at the weekend, people are stuffing their lives into a bin bag and heading west. I can't imagine what that must be like. I really can't. All killing is wrong. Because it's done with tanks and missiles with men in braid and khaki makes no difference. What is happening is a crime and we have a front row seat. The tragedy of people's lives played out on the Tea Time News like it was a Netflix box set. What can we do other than spectate? We can give our money, 
more arms, military aid. We can protest, provoke politicians, pray to your God and hope. War is a defeat for diplomacy and the art of politics. Humanity is the loser. And to be honest with you, this weekend, I am totally at a loss. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again on Monday. Bye for now.